and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm your host, Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. Taking inspiration from the news, this podcast gives you top tips for surviving everything. Hello, and welcome to How to Survive Your Life, episode three. Woohoo! Kaylee and Daisy, how are you? So good and so excited for this episode. I'm sad though that the people listening to this aren't going to hear any of the outtakes to hear how many introductions you did, Molly, because for a minute there I thought you were having a stroke. I was like, what is happening? So when you hear that very clean cut, hi and welcome to How to Survive Your Life, I want you to know I heard it 23 times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so oh. professional, they will never know that, Daisy. It's a way to make friends with Does a that, judge. Isn't that talking a point for like I, Yeah, I think judge. we're going to start with a negative point there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kaylee, for reminding me that. Negative point for embarrassing the judge. Oh my God. Ridiculous. <laughs> You're so pleased with yourself. I cannot believe you can't dock someone. Molly, the power of being the judge, I feel, has gone to your head within three episodes. Well, you know, decisions were made and you were part of those decisions, Daisy. So, uh, all right. I got nothing fine. Kaylee, how are you? I'm good. I got a bruise on my arm from doing the crow pose in yoga. Have you ever done the crow pose? Oh, yeah, I do it all the time, but I've never bruised myself. Oh, up. You're one of those. I feel like the world is conspiring against me because I feel like the crow pose is impossible. How can anyone do it? It's when you put your knees into your arms and you balance up and it's impossible. And I tried it, but I got a massive bruise. I don't know why I'm showing you it like you can see. Well, you two can, but not every listener. Yeah, so um, I did that and well done, Molly. I, I will recognize how, how uppity and condescending. I was like, yeah, I do it all the time. So I'll recognize that first. Secondly, just keep at it. Eventually you'll get it. When I first started it, I, I could do it for like a split second and then and then a little bit at a time. And Daisy is still making fun of me. And that's going to be I, No, I'm not. I'm saying I can do the crow pose. I'm really good at it. Yeah. See? You'll get there, oh, Kaylee. No. You just have so to keep doing me, it. Just believe in yourself, you know? Maybe you're just not as, you know, flexible or as athletic as I am. You know, that's the that's the thing. Can you talk, can you talk me through how you got to being a crow pose connoisseur? Daisy? Well, I've loved yoga for years because of um, mindfulness uh it helps me and what i found with the crow pose this is the first i've ever heard this Go no ahead. it's true but it with the crow pose <laughs> i just had to get increasingly supple the more i did it the better i Wait, got increasingly it. supple what did you <laughs> Supple. What's increasing? How is supple? I've never heard supple in yoga before. Doesn't that mean like plump? She's googling supple. That's how you describe like breasts. You're such amateurs. Supple. I'll read you. Okay, you two cynics. Dictionary definition of supple: bending and moving easily and gracefully. Flexible. Well, I'm just saying. You know, I'm a very supple person. I'm very good at the crow pose. Um, Katie, are you being murdered? For those Somebody, of you- Somebody's <laughs> coming on my boat. Okay. Can I run and- I I'm going to tell them to go away. That's okay, so go weird. Ahead. Don't, go ahead, Kaylee. If this is your first time listening, Kaylee lives on a boat and she's currently being murdered. I have a call. I'm <laughs> Wow. She actually sounds like she's being murdered. Are you okay, Kaylee? I mean, we all have to cut this whole bit out. It's... I don't know. We may keep this. It just sounds like she's really being murdered. Audience, she keeps running back and forth. 
this is what we would be telling the police, Molly. We were doing a podcast and it looked like something from a horror film because we could just see all we have in view is Kaylee, like the boat hole, like the window of the boat. And then her shirt hanging on that. That is the only view we have. And then we see Kaylee run across shot every now and then and then yell at someone and that's what i'll tell the police she's back she's back she's alive she's alive are you okay guys it was so insane it was so insane so there's this guy on the other boat and he's just banging up my window and i was like go away and he was like come here come here he's um the guy who lends me the canoe to go out so i can look at the coots closer yeah but honestly i said to him i'm recording and he was like give me the puncture kit give me the puncture kit so i don't know so i gave him the puncture kit it's for the but it's for the bike my bike's broken and he said he's gonna fix it but i was like panicking because i was like oh my god this is so crazy and i was like you can't just bang on my window i'm working that was so funny i felt like you were being genuinely murdered <laughs> the way you went coming onto my boat and then just ran off and then we heard you shouting i was like so she's dead what did you hear me shouting i suddenly went from like a three-person podcast to a duo so hey (laughs) you cope very well on your feet though molly i was really impressed with your live you know how you dealt with it like uh, yeah, you dealt with it like a talk show host. I'm I'm always impressed with Molly's skill and grace. And she's trying to get a point. She's trying to get a point. <laughs> Give me my point back. <laughs> coming back. Coming back. Put the plus one. You're back to zero, Daisy. Back to zero. Well, she should, she should get a minus point for disturbing us. Yes, but it was good dramatic in our podcast and entertaining so i liked it if this is your first time joining us to recap a coot is a type of bird oh yeah sorry yeah i do talk about them quite a lot on the podcast on the podcast also if this is your first time joining us thank you if you are looking for the silliest craziest probably questionable but well-intended life advice and this is the podcast for you each week we take a different topic inspired by the news debate it discuss it and give you top tips on how to survive it this week we are doing my old friend insomnia kaylee daisy what's your experience with insomnia yeah, I've had really bad insomnia recently, sleep paralysis. It's I don't have it anymore, but I had it about six months ago and it was so frightening. Um, I had it once in Ireland at Christmas. It was really weird because I stayed with my family in Ireland, but they didn't have as many beds. So I shared a bed with my mum and my little brother had a single bed, which was in the same room. And we all went to sleep. It was Christmas Boxing Day or something. And then I woke up and I just felt like someone was pressing down on my chest and that something wanted to escape me. And I was like shaking and I couldn't speak and I kept trying to like say, mum, 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 but I couldn't. And there was just this whole energy and it's frightened. I was very frightened and it happened, it went on for some time. And then eventually I could say, mum, but I said it like that, mum. But my little brother was awake and he went, Kaylee, have you had sleep paralysis? And I was, he's only 16. And I was like, yeah, I have. How, how do you know? And he's like, my friend had it once. And you know, when you have sleepovers, and he'd been awake for that and noticed. And then, yeah, so I was like, yeah. And we just had a chat about it. And then I felt 
better afterwards but it felt very like scary like a sort of spirit or a ghost or something like that not very comedy not very packed with comedy I was, I was just gonna say uh just to remind you this is a comedy podcast <laughs> truth and comedy truth and comedy, comedy. Yes. how about you daisy have you dealt with a lot of insomnia well i i have had insomnia for sure at times in my life i actually find that because I'm a comedian and I often gig late at night, I kind of got in the habit of staying up late. And if I have a show, I always drive after the show to wherever I'm meant to be the next day instead of driving the next morning because I am always have too much adrenaline and I'm still awake. But I think that kind of fear of staying awake to drive after shows has given me a bad habit that... I don't think I've ever gone to sleep before like one in the morning. So I don't know whether that counts as insomnia now or that's just my sort of sleep pattern. I think it's just bad sleep. Yeah, I have actually had sleep paralysis before. I got it really badly when I was at university. So apparently sleep paralysis is caused by stress and it's the part of your brain There's a chemical that when we were sort of more primitive beings to keep us from acting out our dreams and sleepwalking. So people that sleepwalk don't have enough of this chemical either. You have this chemical that's meant to keep you down but if people get too much of it which is what can happen when someone's stressed it feels like something's weighing heavy on your chest so it's sort of a phenomenon but what's interesting about it is it happens to people all over the world and what I think is really creepy about it is that people often picture an old hag so I pictured an old hag sort of sitting on top of me but that is all over the world and it's different words in different languages but people always picture this old woman which is mad because if you think about it your brain could conjure up anything to explain why there's this weight on your chest like Kaylee you could think there's someone in the room but I really related to that kind of like feeling of trying to talk and kind of knowing you're asleep but you can't Mm. get out of it but I actually had it (laughs) it's the only time my mum my mum never swears and she I don't think I've ever heard my mum swear other than maybe this one occasion where she called me a twat and it was because I had sleep paralysis so badly that I was afraid to go to sleep and I was exhausted so my dad was away and my mum has this like massive king-size bed so I said mum do you mind because I get so freaked out about this, you know, this old hag and not getting sleep. Can I just sleep in your room tonight? You know, like you do when you're a kid. And my mum was like, okay, that's fine. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I dreamt about this old hag and then I woke up and my mum was lying on her side and in the darkness I saw my mum's face and obviously this sounds rude I'm not calling my mum an old hag but it frightened me so I literally screamed in my mum's face and that's when she called me a twat (laughs) so it's very comforting but yeah no I I relate to that we should do one sleep paralysis I actually find really interesting we should do another episode yeah I also dreamt about hand sanitizer last night I've had that dream I've had that dream have you? Yeah, I had a dream where, you know, when you go to the pharmacy and they keep, uh, the, they'll have the boxes of the razors or they'll have the boxes of a medicine behind the counter because it's, you know, too expensive mm. or it's really important. So I had a dream that I went to a, I was, you know, in the grocery store and I was like, oh, they have hand sanitizer. So I picked it up and then I was like, it's empty. And the person's like, oh yeah, I have to go to the back to get it. Cause you know, we have to people will buy too much. So it's like, you know, when you go to a shoe shop and there's mm-hmm. two shoes and they only put one out so you don't 
rob mm-hmm. the shoes but with hand sanitizer they put the, a dummy yeah. one out there and that's what you dreamt hilarious that's actually quite clever <laughs> that's because that's the age we're living in now i remember this is absolutely true coming back to you like i'm like i know i'm so smart even in my dreams yeah but it's <laughs> Sorry, i mean but i once came back to a shop in my hometown and this is mad but there was jars empty of coffee. So like what would be a coffee jar with nothing in it? And I said to the woman, where's the coffee? <laughs> and she said, because people kept stealing the coffee, they put it in like plastic bag things behind the till. And so you'd have to bring the jar to the till and then they'd get this little like sandwich bag and give you your coffee back, which didn't feel hygienic. (laughs) But yeah, so you're obviously very smart, Molly, in your dreams. But people people stock bought hand sanitizer and toilet rolls, but my brother lives in Australia, and he said that the way they stopped stock buying toilet rolls is they charged the normal amount for one pack and then like a hundred dollars if you wanted to that's a brilliant idea yeah it's clever isn't it they should have done that with flour yeah because the flour is gone it's gone there's not even flour coming in no it's no really my gone. my store i just bought some flour today my okay. store just got a bunch of flour oh, in it wow uh, we may have to do another flour we're exchange. gonna need to do another dodgy flour deal i think <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, when the lockdown first happened here in the UK, Kaylee could not, fi- had not been able to find flour for like a week or two. And so I finally had found some flour. And so we, we met, we walked and met in the middle in this park and did like, you know, kept our distance and did probably what looked like a dr- donkey mm-hmm. drug deal, but it was actually with flour. But flour is drugs now. Like that's what it, it is. got to, you know, it's expensive. It's hard to get. And um, you're the one dealing it, Molly. <laughs> Yes. Speaking of drugs, do you not think the way that they give you like delivery now is very much like how a drug drop used to happen? Yes. Like he puts the bag down. He's like, I don't want to touch it. Okay, put the money on the side. It's really, I love how. Did I tell you about the yoga mat delivery? No, go on. Oh, it's it's very much in that flavor of like I got, because when quarantine happened my my yoga mat was covered in glue so I had to throw it away why was it covered in glue good question because um (laughs) because I was doing collages which I normally do and I left the glue top off and it just leaked all over my yoga mat because they're put in the same box I actually went very high for a bit because I didn't realize all the glue and the glue is about oh my god this is too funny two two rulers high Two rulers. I really high. want to see the collage you did when high on glue. Oh fumes. my god, it's just insane! <laughs> but I, but I was walking around the boat like, wow, like, you know, like, right, yeah, woo. And I was like, what's that smell? Nothing. A week later, I was like, I can still smell that smell. And then I looked in the box, and all the glue had come out of the thing, and it's a lot of glue. So I had to clean it up and throw my yoga mat away. I um I wrote a poem about why did the glue cleaner go mad, which is another story. But then this new yoga mat, I was like, I need to do yoga during quarantine because that will be a good exercise to do. So I ordered this yoga mat. And then um, I was sat out on my deck having my breakfast. And then there's a supervisor on the marina. And he came down and was like, oh, my God, this has just been thrown over the fence. And it nearly fell in the water like like it was a grenade. <laughs> Someone just went like this. And then he like had to catch it. And he was like, it's got your name on it. And I was like, typical. Of course, it's something for me. 
So that was the, um, the delivery of the yoga mat situation. So I've dealt with a lot of insomnia even before this. I woke up a couple of weeks ago and my chest had this immense pressure on it. And I was like, am I having oh. a heart attack? Or is this like, is this the vid? Is this the COVID coming for me now? Oh. Is this how it happens? And so I had to like breathe really hard and da da da. And like, I, you know, I worked through it. And um, because I've had heart issues in the in the past, chest pain, stress related, doesn't Ooh. matter. Anyway, and then sure enough, sh- sure enough, I I woke up and it was just sorry, sorry, audience, Daisy, we Daisy, it's been very distracting right now. <laughs> He's been kidnapped. Daisy's been kidnapped. Daisy's been kidnapped by Google. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I'm still here. Do you know why? I just, I turned off my video for a minute there, but it's only because I kept yawning and then seeing myself yawn on the monitor and then it made me yawn again. <gasps> we thought you'd been kidnapped. You made <laughs> a massive inhale and then disappeared. <sighs> it was like serious black in the... Um, Harry Potter one when he just did it was and I gotta say the level of professionalism this podcast (laughs) I mean it's gone downhill third time lucky I'm so sorry Molly because I feel this this particular episode is going to need a heavy amount of editing (laughs) (laughs) like where I disappear that's gonna need tidying up but I'm still very much here and paying attention apologies no I was just talking about my stress related uh, chest pains that's it it's not like you're adding to it or anything Daisy um (laughs) but anyway she's giving you I swear to god do not take another point from me and also I think it is very rich to say that I am the cause of stress related chest pain (laughs) that might be the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me and it came directly from my friend worse than twat by your mother it's twat not twat (laughs) (laughs) but it's adorable that you're saying twat Molly potato potato okay it's not twat twat it's definitely just twat I'm going to start using that though. Molly, don't be such a twat. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm glad that you survived your chest pain. Okay, we've really gone off rails now. I love it. Okay, now those listening, I don't know. You're probably have already turned off at this point, but if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no one's still here. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's been kidnapped. Physically and mentally. So if this is your first time listening, again, our hearing is talk about points and we said debate, what is all this? Well, each week, Daisy and Kaylee bring in their top tips of survival for that week's subject. And this week we're talking about insomnia. And so what will happen is Daisy will, or Kaylee will present their top tip. The other person will give a rebuttal. And then I will give points to both the best tip and the best rebuttal. And without further ado, let's just get to it, ladies, before this thing really goes off the rails. Kaylee, is our returning champion this week. Winona winner, Winston Churchill, Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) It also is tied because Daisy won our first episode. Also, going back on that, Kaylee, you called yourself Winston Churchill and your thing says winner Churchill. Just putting that out there. No, but I I was just doing it because it's all got a reference to win in it. So I think the audience will get it. 
Okay. Okay. I'll leave it in. I won't edit that part out then. Um, so, so right now we're tied. Kaylee won last week, but Daisy won our first week. Just because of tradition, and by tradition, I mean only because of our last two episodes. Kaylee, I'm going to let you go first. And today, again, we're talking about insomnia and surviving it in these hard times. So Kaylee, what is your first top tip of surviving insomnia? Okay. So my first top tip is try not to medicalize insomnia. Look towards holistic remedies and give yourself time to think. Now, lavender spray for the pillows, pretty good. Chamomile tea is pretty good. Valerian tablets, they're a little bit expensive, but they're also pretty good. And wanking. Wanking? Yeah. Great. So masturbation releases endorphins, which help clear the mind. So when these mood-altering chemicals are released, they make you feel safe and relaxed, which are two of the things you need in order to feel relaxed enough to sleep. Basically, wanking is the cheapest solution, the easiest solution. And I don't condone doing it all the time because that would like mm. gear towards addiction. Right. But I think that it's important and it gives a release that we might need in order to calm the racing mind. It also does solve the problem of dating somebody who is good in bed, but they snore. So you can just wank. Um, it releases stress. And I just think a quick bit of me time is a very good cure. There's a lot of stigma around wanking. I felt a bit embarrassed about writing it a little bit. Like, what if my mum listens to this? I won't give her this episode to listen to. She probably won't. Don't worry about it. Clearly, don't. You really don't. You're embarrassing me. You're my daughter. My mum's Irish. That that is how she sounds. But there's an article online, and it's called "To Jerk Perchance to Dream," <laughs> which is a little pun on the old Shakespearean proverb. And in it, Dr. Nicole Proud says that masturbation disables your fight or flight reflexes. And it is a direct cure for people with a running mind. So it's encouraging you it's encouraging you to like sort of explore your body, I guess, before bedtime. And due to my Catholic upbringing, as I just said, wanking's always been a shameful thing. The God is everywhere thing has the same effect as like cameras being everywhere watching you feeling shame. And I remember the first time when I masturbated, I was so ashamed of myself. I was like, this is so bad. What have I done? Oh my God. And the next day I was walking through town and I was just looking at people going, they're all normal. Look at them all. I'm disgusting. I'm a horrible human being. God must hate me. And I couldn't even go to confession and confess my sin because I was that embarrassed about it. So that's part of the like holistic remedies that's part of the top tip not to medicalize insomnia and the other part of it is comes from Alain de Bouton he's a philosopher and he says insomnia is inarticulate and maddening but ultimately a healthy plea released by our core self to confront the issues we have put off too long so he recommends that you give yourself more time in the actual day to think and meditate so much of our time is spent gaining knowledge talking to people our downtime often involves doing something even watching tv we're consuming some sort of information so me time always involves doing something else the increase in sleep deprivation is reflective of the negative impact of our overstimulated bodies going to liken this to our phones they need to be turned off but so many of us just don't turn them off ever they aren't built to always be on uh, like we're not all built or well, we're built but we're not made to always be on 
we need to switch off so we can repair. Before lockdown happened, I often like listen to music when I went out walking. I would read a book on the tube. I would like at every single moment always be doing something. And I just never, ever, ever took that moment to have some me time and to just think like about things. And I think, what was I avoiding when I was doing that? Why couldn't I sleep? So I spent the whole day just like avoiding myself by just consuming information and knowledge. And then when I came to the bed, my my brain is racing away and I just can't seem to settle down and get to sleep. Basically, my thirst for knowledge was always a way of avoiding my deep shit that I wasn't addressing. So giving yourself time to think is important. There's a lot going on in our minds and that's why if we don't give our brain some quality time, it will avenge us when we get to bed. I think sleeping tablets are merely just a plaster and they can become addictive. I think that sleeping tablets should be used occasionally and in extreme cases. Sleeping tablets have a lot of side effects, which are probably a lot worse than the original problem. So it's more or less like, hey, take this pill, it will help you sleep. But when you are not asleep, it will make your muscles ache, your mouth dry, you won't be able to shit. And you'll feel dizzy all the time. That is my top tip. Great. I have a follow-up question. The wanking makes sense to me. Does the same thing apply if you're having sex? You should masturbate as well as having sex okay, so at both. the same time. No, I'm only joking. No, no. Um, I think because I'm a single person, I'm saying wanking. But I mean, yeah. But also, if your partner doesn't want to have sex, then yeah, you can, ha- you can, yeah. You can just wank. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm curious if, if, if the same result happens if you masturbate versus sex. Hmm, interesting. You see, you're asking me like I'm an actual doctor. I know, I don't know. Okay, good point, good point. I don't know. You're just so convincing. Okay, great. For a moment, I was like, yeah, like, so anyway, so Dr. Kaylee. But no, I I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I assume okay. So. okay, Okay. so Daisy, your rebuttal. Okay, so I love that Kaylee kicked this off with um, wanking will help you sleep. <laughs> I want to take this moment to say, uh, Molly, because actually, Kaylee, <laughs> when I had that sleepover at Kaylee's house, I found it really awkward and uncomfortable that she did that. So I'm really glad she chose our podcast to bring this up and take the opportunity to not apologize, but at least explain. Because when you share a bed with someone, Molly, and they don't tell you that's coming, it is wow. What a evening. I did not sleep well that night. So, Cassie, thank you for explaining yourself. Um, that's point one. Chamomile tea, tea, interesting, can actually, for some people, cause an allergic reaction. So if you're allergic to a plant within the daisy family, and you might not know that. So you're going to go to bed, you're going to hop up on chamomile tea, tea, and then you might be ill or die. So that's that's not sound advice. Um, to jerk, perchance, to dream. I don't know if Shakespeare ever managed ever imagined that his play that's from Hamlet a side note would ever be used to make a point about masturbating I'm sure he'd be delighted but to sleep perchance to dream in the context of Hamlet was actually about death it was the idea that if Hamlet died he wouldn't feel any pain um so a bit dark when you put it in with masturbating a bit like do you remember that MP was an MP or someone who did die through masturbating I mean I'm going slightly off topic here but somebody died once because they I can't remember who it was I'm going to look it up after the episode but they hung themselves and I think they were eating an orange and it was meant to be that like there's this idea that if you restrict your airways and masturbate it feels better (laughs) I just thought if we're going dirty if we're going dirty I've got information on this anyway final rebuttal which is important is 
I cannot emphasize this enough as I'm Scottish. It is important to never confront your issues, always suppress your emotions. That is how Scottish people get by. So just avoid yourself, distract yourself, do whatever you can. So if you need sleeping tablets, you know, the side effects aren't that bad. Don't face your demons, just bury them deep inside until you die. Then you leave a bitter letter. That's how Scots people work. Thank you. I'm also Scottish, Daisy. Are you? Yeah, that's why it's confusing because I'm Scottish and Irish. My mum loves to talk about the issues. My dad wants to keep them in and I'm just this weird little in-betweener. Yeah, it's, know how they should act. So you're half Scottish, half Irish, Katie. Yeah. It makes sense, though, because I can see the Irish in you because you are quite, you know, you do talk a lot of jibber, but also the bitterness of the Scots. <laughs> so a bitter jibberer, that's how I would describe uh, that it, That is a Kayleigh. good description of me, the bitter jibberer. <laughs> it's Here she comes. Kayleigh, you're literally the happiest person I know, which is why that was funny for those that listeners. Was- <laughs> That was Is that why that was funny? Thank you yeah. for that um, definition of comedy. Yeah. Okay, Daisy. Thank yeah. you, Kaylee. Uh, thank you, Kaylee, for your top tip. Uh, Daisy, for your rebuttal. Daisy, it is now your turn for your first top tip of how to survive insomnia. Okay, so the interesting thing about insomnia is obviously it is a big issue for some people It can really affect their day-to-day lives. And over time, people have tried to come up with cures. Now, some of them I wouldn't really recommend, but others I would. And for me, I think that my personal cure is to read a Kindle. I think that doing some reading, it's nice and relaxing. It doesn't wake up your partner. Sorry, I didn't want to rub in again that I have a partner because I know Kaylee doesn't. A lot of these episodes become about Kaylee's loneliness, but... I do. Um, But you get to read, you get to feel like a bit of a smarty pants. It's a win-win. But I found on a website, bustle.com, a list of modern cures that I thought were probably a little bit more grounded than mine. So number one is something called paradoxical intent. Now, this is the idea that you try to stay awake, then you'll go to sleep. So it came from Dr. Sujay Kansagra, who is, according to the website, mattress firm's sleep health expert. So I'm not entirely sure of their credentials as he works for mattress firm. It's a bit like doctor of healthy drinking who works for Heineken. But I think the whole reverse psychology angle, to me, that only really works on toddlers. And I struggle with addiction. So I think my brain has an override for that kind of trickery. I think if I said okay, I want to eat all the chocolate and all the wine. And then I said I wouldn't. I just think my brain would just go, yep, give me <laughs> give me a bucket, let's do it. Like, I don't think I can use that kind of reverse psychology. Whatever I wanted to do originally is really what would override. Other cures are things like weighted blankets, wearing blue light blocking glasses in the daytime, turning down the temperature, hiding your clock and taking a shower. So firstly, weighted blankets. They're meant to recreate the feeling of being in the womb. My husband actually bought one. I mean, hopefully not for that reason but I tried it and I actually just found that it's really unpleasant so basically with weighted blankets if you want a blanket and you want to feel like you're being slowly suffocated and crushed and also you want to remove any kind of comfort element then I would say crack on otherwise I probably wouldn't bother showering in the night I think it would just wake me up so I'm not gonna endorse that I think if you turn down the temperature I think it would just add to my sadness because I wouldn't be sleeping but then I'd also be cold 
I get hiding the clocks because I guess if you're just counting down the hours, that becomes more stressful. Interestingly, Margaret Thatcher apparently survived on three hours a night, but she was part robot and she had quite a deep hatred, I feel, for like the poor that I don't I don't have to to fuel me. <laughs> and then the final tip from bustle.com is muscle relaxation, where you like tense all your muscles and then you release them. And I actually do love that that probably is genuinely the closest I get to yoga the other thing so I checked the NHS website which normally I don't do because as much as I love the NHS I'm a bit of a hypochondriac so if I check it because I'm ill I'll end up thinking I've got like the bubonic plague or scurvy so you know I just don't look at it yeah or corona (laughs) topical (laughs) but they had a thing saying reduce caffeine intake and that's just sensible because there's a an old Michael McIntyre joke where he says it's stupid to drink coffee at the end of a meal at night as you stay awake I mean (laughs) I think he told it better than that because the fun thing that I found about Michael McIntyre and don't get me wrong I think he's an amazing comedian but if you retell his jokes without putting them in a joke structure it just seems like thoughts from a simpleton do you mean like isn't it random people put things in a drawer do you mean it really doesn't work without his kind of presence um but anyway so uh I'd say lowering caffeine that's definitely sensible I spend a lot of time on my phone. I know that Kaylee said not to do that, but I find sometimes playing, there's this thing called Let's World. Now, Kaylee's Irish, so she can maybe give me more insight on this. I think Leprechaun World is mildly racist because you have this little Irish character who just chases around after pots of gold that's a whole game <laughs> but I do I do sometimes play that and it is the biggest waste of life because sometimes I think whenever I see those old documentaries and people talk about what they did back in the day and it's always someone who's like this cool old hippie and they're like oh we were building a new world you know we wanted to make something better we were creatives and they've got all these stories about the incredible things they did in their life and they walk around some old building and they go oh this was a jazz club and someone played over there and did this and did that and then with me I don't know what I would tell my grandchildren about how much time I spend on Lep's world but like I sat alone (laughs) in silence staring at my phone whilst an imaginary leprechaun who I controlled looked for imaginary pots of gold (laughs) it's just not got the same ring but so yeah in conclusion I would say definitely pursue modern cures such as but not exclusive to having less caffeine that stutter by the way was because i was trying to say restricting caffeine and i couldn't remember the word and then i want to say withdraw and i just anyway you just lost it you just lost it didn't i you? did a little bit at the end there but those are mine great okay kaylee your rebuttal for sure i just like to say that lower your intake intake <laughs> we're losing it i just like to say that lowering your intake of coffee is a very 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 vague bit of advice what time you didn't give any specifics. You know, it's important. You can have a coffee in the morning and then not in the evening. But your advice for me wasn't very specific. And I was very disappointed in that. I'm not going to lie. I found that most of your suggestions were very expensive. How much is a Kindle? You know, it's unfair. It sort of leaves out a lot of people. It seems like it's a very bourgeois selection of advice like a weighted blanket like how much is that (laughs) to be able to recreate the feeling of being in a womb it must be pricey very pricey 
like an avant-garde theatre show. <laughs> yeah, so that would be my main bit. And I just noticed that they were all expensive. And on the Margaret Thatcher thing, she famously didn't wank. So that just kind of proved my first point, how if she had have wanked, she would have slept more than three hours, that's for sure. And she wouldn't have sold all those council houses. That's another thing. <laughs> I rest my case. Great. Thank you, Kaylee. This is a tough one because there's a lot of things you both said, both in your argument and your top tips and your rebuttals that I agree with. Specifically, Kaylee, something you said that made me think about myself, actually something you both said. So kind of give yourself some time. Like my problem with insomnia a lot is I will, I'll be asleep and all of a sudden I wake up and my brain's like, oh, good, you're awake. Great. So I was thinking about that one time that we ran in with that, to that guy at Sainsbury's four years ago. It's like, I thought it was super awkward. Did you think it was awkward? Do you think he thinks it's awkward? Do you think he even remembers it? And what do you think that Don, but you know what I love? Broccoli. Broccoli is so good. Roast it. And I'm just like, brain, I can't. Not right now. And it just goes on and on and on. And I actually did a like a little sketch about it at a cabaret show a couple months ago with a sock puppet as my brain. <laughs> yes. So, so, but it made me think if I, and when I do more, when I do my yoga or I meditate a little bit and I have some time just not doing anything, I do sleep better. Also not having wine, I sleep better anyway. But then Daisy, you said also something I really liked this paradoxical intent. So I try this on myself. I try to keep myself awake and then it does work for a minute. Cause then I, yeah, cause I, I start to fall asleep, but then same thing. My brain's like, Nope, I see what you're doing and we're staying awake. Let's talk about that guy at Sainsbury's. The other day. <laughs> yeah. So that, that I'm the same that I've tried this and I think it's going to work. And then all of a sudden it doesn't. So, uh, this one's hard to give. I'm going to give the top tip because I do read before bed too. That's another thing Daisy said that I liked. But her top tip was actually about coffee. So do you remember when she did but the round? Uh, Kaylee, uh, judge here talking, so you may not want to screw things up for you. Okay, I'm going to give the top tip to Kaylee <gasps> for holistic remedies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give two points to Kaylee. However, we still have the rebuttals to look at. And there's some good things here. Yeah, I mean, some people are allergic to chamomile. Then again, Daisy did say, say some expensive recommendations. But let's face it, suppressing my emotions has gotten me a lot of places in life. So I'm going to give the rebuttal to Daisy. So one point to Daisy. Yes. Oh, she had to give you that because I couldn't have three. Wouldn't be unfair. No, I didn't. Again, do you want a negative point here, Kaylee? Give her a negative point. Give her a negative point. No, don't do what she says. You're in the lead now. I can change this. Did you give her, did she get a negative point? Not yet. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> so right now we're at Kaylee two points, Daisy one. And Daisy, you will begin the second top tip. Daisy, what is your second top tip for insomnia? Okay, so uh, conversely to my first tip for insomnia, this is to disregard entirely ancient cures. So basically, I took most of these from a Reader's Digest article, but I think actually a few people covered this as the research was done apparently by Calm Meditation App. 
But I like the Reader's Digest article. It's by Eliza Rowland, just to give her credit where due. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Reader's Digest. It used to be a really small magazine that my mum read and she used to keep them all in the bathroom. So I very much... Yeah, mine too. Yeah, I associate it with pooing now, but it it actually has some (laughs) pretty good reads. So I I would recommend taking a look. But so these are cures. I'm not going to go through all of them because there's too many so I'll just pick my favorites so tip one is to smear dog earwax that's dog earwax on your teeth now bear in mind I'm saying not to do this so according to Gerolamo Cardano who was a doctor from 1501 to 1576 and a mathematician uh, in Renaissance Italy. If you smear dog's earwax over your teeth, you'll go to sleep. Now, unless it's because you're so disgusted you pass out, I really doubt that. (laughs) I'm very curious about who the first person was to do that and how they tried to sell that to others. Because, I mean, I have a strong gag reflex. I just would not be up for that. I don't like any of those disgusting things. I honestly, that was the only choice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, weirdly, I'm not going to get into the detail here, Molly, but my husband's not into smearing earwax on my teeth. So don't worry, we're fine. Yours Um, isn't, mine is. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I love that getting heckled in this round now um but yeah I don't I have a strong gag reflex and um I would just honestly rather be awake forever I mean I always think that you know like when you watch I'm a celebrity and they have a challenge like eat a kangaroo ball or whatever I always think no one's holding your family hostage just say no just fuck it off just be like all right I'm off the show Uh, bye-bye because I just think that it takes a lot of glamour out of celebrities like I remember watching old films with like those kind of 1950s like Hollywood starlets and I thought people like Marilyn Monroe that she just looked otherworldly she was so Mm. glamorous like even when I look back at pictures I can't believe she was a real woman and yet when you see a celebrity eat a kangaroo ball it's very (laughs) humanizing so yeah i don't recommend the whole dog wax on your teeth also a bedtime snack of eating sea slug entrails so this is uh apparently it's a japanese folk remedy for insomnia and that you would have to yeah eat sea slug entrails i mean obviously in the modern world i imagine they're quite hard to get a hold of the most horrible thing i think i've ever tasted was in Ecuador, when I went traveling when I was 19, firstly, I tried guinea pig and that tasted like chicken for the record. It's meant to be a delicacy there. But I also, our guide gave me a jungle bug that he said tasted like lemon. And it turns out that actually lemons taste like lemon and jungle bugs taste like jungle bugs. It was disgusting. (laughs) So yeah, I wouldn't recommend that either. So the other tip is massage (laughs) massage dormouse fat on your feet so a foot massage could be relaxing I would get that but I don't I mean this is apparently it's from Elizabethan England it was this idea by Robert Burton in a medical journal in 1621 that if you put dormouse fat on your feet that it would make you sleep because I think dormice there's reference them in like 
Alice in Wonderland. And I think door, like dormir in French means to sleep. So they are weirdly associated with sleep. But I think the thing is with those kind of like witch doctor remedies is I personally think it's the power of belief. So I think you could do something different. And if I told it with full sincerity and pretended to be a witch doctor, you believe me. I mean, like, Kaylee, you're a hippie. I'll let you in here. Kaylee, I'm going to bring on my character. She's called Maggie. Megan, the witch doctor, asked me for a cure for for being in, unable to sleep. Hi, Megan, the witch doctor. Can I have a cure? Because I can't sleep. Oh, Kaylee, of course you can. What you should do is find some coal and then a slug and then eat the slug and just put the coal in the shape of a cross on a north-facing tree. Okay, and because you're a hippie, you would believe that, and then because you <laughs> think that worked, you'd go to sleep. You're welcome, Kaylee. Megan, thank you for your... You're, you're welcome. I, it's love that you are Irish. All oh, the best hippies are Irish. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. Okay, she's gone now. The other one was lava your hair in yellow soap. And then, so this was from actually 1898, and it was the glass go herald said that insomniacs should put yellow soap in their hair but then you don't wash it out you actually put like a towel like it they call it a napkin around it and sleep in it and uh, i don't know whether that would i don't know the science of that whether that would make your hair incredibly clean or incredibly greasy but i guess you know this was a tip from glasgow so it could have just been a way to encourage them to wash you know um <laughs> i'm joking i love glasgow it's genuinely one of my favorite cities <laughs> i was just being silly final tip pointing your bed northward so this was actually Charles Dickens believed that if you put your bed northward that it would cure insomnia. I don't believe that. And I actually, I saw Kelly Hoppin, who's an interior designer on TV the other day, and she was giving people <laughs> giving people decorating advice. And honestly, she just told people to move their furniture around. And I thought, Kelly, you are getting away with something here. But yes, yeah, so apparently, although having said that, I am very particular about where my bed is because I don't like having the head of my bed next to a door or a window because I feel that it would be like someone could sneak up behind me. And I do think our kind of monkey brain likes to sleep somewhere safe because I mm -hmm. wouldn't like my curtains open because even if someone just stood outside and watched me sleep I think that was so creepy they should be like they should get a restraining order I would hate to be watched sleeping I think that's really awful but yeah so in summary the I would ignore all old wives tales the only one I would recommend is counting sheep because I do think if you just bore yourself then maybe you can sleep through boredom <laughs> nice Great. Thank you, Daisy, for that top tip number two. Kaylee, your rebuttal. I just want to say thank you to Daisy for offering up some advice that's affordable, because obviously counting sheep is very cheap. So <laughs> that was really kind of you. You really took my rebuttal and you learned from it. So thanks for that. I also want to just illuminate the fact that all of the ancient remedies that you mentioned involve animal cruelty which is obviously like not very nice at all. I'm saying don't do them. No, I know, I know. Don't interrupt. I know you're saying don't do them, but they are all involving animal cruelty. And there's a cause and effect there because basically all of that needed to happen in order for us to be where we are now. So with all the new modern cures that you're That's recommending... That's not a very hippie statement. Animal cruelty needed to happen. Okay, okay Daisy, let her finish her rebuttal. <laughs> so all of that needed to happen in order for us to have our modern cures. Now, I don't believe in animal cruelty. I'm vegan. But 
there's it's still happening now and uh, lots of testing on animals in order for you to wear your eyeshadow and your foundation and <laughs> she's getting so angry right now but these ancient cures like they are ridiculous but unfortunately the way we are as human beings now the luxuries that we have and afford are able to afford in the western world that we wouldn't be able to have that unless we didn't do all that ridiculous stuff in the past and most of it I do disagree with but a lot of the vaccines that are really important for us to survive animals are tested on first great thank you Kaylee now it is your turn for your second top tip for surviving insomnia so my second top tip is love is blind not deaf avoid snorers there's this quote you know you're in love when you can't fall asleep because reality is finally better than your dreams. Which is a lovely quote, but really oh, yeah. the context behind it is falling in love with a snorer will keep you up at night and might lead to your death. <laughs> Laugh and the world laughs with you. Snore and you sleep alone, says Anthony Burgess. And I agree. Experts say that snoring is one of the leading causes of divorce. Divorce is expensive. Marriage is also expensive. Time is precious. Let snorers sleep next to snorers. That's not the end of it. I've got more. <laughs> <laughs> there was a case that so many divorce cases came through due to snoring that the church were considering changing the marriage vows to, I promise to love you, all of you, in sickness and in snoring. <laughs> I reckon if the vows changed, marriage rates would drop. It's funny because when a dog snores or a cat snores, it's cute because it's quiet. There's nothing at stake. You can even put it on Instagram. You know, there's a lot of cats snoring on Instagram. You'll get 100 likes. But people snoring is a different story. Imagine this. Uh, let's just say I'm um, some hippy dippy witch called, oh, I don't know, Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary the witch. Imagine this. You're all ready to go to sleep. You're not a deep sleeper. But you are a sleeper and you're all ready to go to sleep. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, there is a massive... And it continues on through the whole night. If you are someone who suffers from sleep deprivation, you must find out if your date is a snorer very quickly. Ask the question immediately. Do you want to drink? Hang on a minute. Do you snore? That's the first question. And if they do snore, then don't fall in love with them. You might not be in a financial situation to have spare rooms and snores don't stop at walls. It's true. They go through walls. My dad snored. My mum woke up once and dad wasn't in the bed with her and she started panicking and woke us up and was like, where is he? Where is he? Where? Where is your father? And then we could hear him snoring in the shed and that went through like three walls. So we were like, oh, he's in the shed asleep. Uh, he got drunk and um, fallen asleep in the shed. <laughs> They're divorced now, and it was messy, and it was expensive. Hashtag just saying. So snoring people need to be with snoring people. Look at the twits, the Roald Dahl characters. The only people who get through it are the ones who go to bed before their partner, or they sew a tennis ball into their partner's pyjamas. I don't know why that works, but apparently it does. The other tip is you have to buy your partner an anti-snore pillow, which is kind of bullshit. Like, why can't they buy their own anti-snore pillow? It's an ancient saying that if you buy your own anti-snore pillow, it won't work. It has to be a gift from someone else. 
Like when you get a purse for your birthday and there's always 20p in it because it won't be a good luck life if you don't have 20p in the purse. Also, avoiding snorers will save you from getting a prison sentence. There are countless cases of the internet of people who have killed their partner due to exhaustion and there is no loophole to get through it. When the judge asked, why did you do it? He simply said, she snored. There's a Paris story and it's of two friends who accidentally did it, but now they're in prison too. Older people snore by nature, but they're also a bit more deaf. And it is a misconception that obesity is a reason people snore. It's actually not. Snoring is mainly down to people with, who smoke or vape and how big your respiratory tract is. I'm not saying avoid smokers. I'm saying avoid snorers. So Jerry Hallowell sums it up very nicely in her top tune, Scream if you want to sleep faster, baby. Scream if you want to sleep faster. And the verse goes, or the chorus goes, Give me some, give me some, docs live, I mean. Let me go to sleep, I want to dream. The song is clearly a beg, a plea. It's a clear message. Help, my husband snores and I can't have another divorce. Thank you. Great. Thank you. I also loved how we got another Kaylee dad sad story in that one. I was going to say. I uh, always enjoy those. Okay. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. Okay. Well, firstly, I would like to put out a, a, a motion that we ban Kaylee from singing. In this podcast, <laughs> I think for our listenership, maybe we ought to, you know, quiet that down, Cassidy. You are not a talented woman. <laughs> <laughs> so my I almost spit out my water. <laughs> my husband snores. So for the sake of my marriage, I think I have to disagree with everything Kaylee said. <laughs> I adore him. He's the love of my life. He's everything that I want and I think the idea that if I met him I'd be so shallow just to push him to one side because he said he had a problem with snoring also most people like okay I know you're gonna think like oh here she goes again Richie Rich Pants but we are not wealthy and we have a spare room and if not you've always got a sofa and actually snoring through the wall I mean I don't want to throw shade on Kaylee's family situation because the stories always end up in such a sad way, I'd feel bad. But I think if you're a human and not a bear, you shouldn't hear snoring through a wall. So I'm just saying, but obviously, you know, condolences again, Kaylee. But yeah, if you really love someone, Kaylee, that's why you would do things like buy them an anti-snoring pillow. Sometimes, Kaylee, us kind-hearted people just do things to be kind. I'm not saying you're single because you don't understand the concept of love and kindness. I'm just saying I'll let you think about it. <laughs> also, for the record, it was Megan the witch, just saying, not Molly, and or whatever you called her. May. May. No, I'm just kidding. And... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no i didn't i said it's not money also that's my full rebuttal there you go great awesome thank you ladies really good stuff there i really liked these but i'm going to give the p two points for the top tip yeah to daisy yeah daisy gets the two points because I think there are a lot of which there are all these like, what do you call it? Old wives tales. That's the word I'm looking for. And people always listen to them, not just with insomnia, with so many things. And a lot of times they're absolute bullshit, but people end up listening to them and they do nothing for you. Except I will agree the counting sheep does work because it basically does bore you to, to sleep. And also I do kind of going back to the previous top tip, 
The Calm Sleep app is actually really good because it is kind of a med- it is basically a meditation and it, you can do a meditation or you can do a story time. And that actually, this is not sponsored by Calm, though Calm, if you do want to sponsor a podcast, <laughs> uh, can we suggest how to survive your life? I do recommend that. And then as far as the rebuttal, yeah, I'm sorry. I have to give the rebuttal to Daisy as well because she made the good point. Like you really can't just avoid a snore. You fall in love with who you fall in love with. And sometimes those people are snorers and you could, there's a lot of things you could do. My dad actually is a terrible snore. You could hear him literally across the house. And I know that may sound like big, but you know, we lived in a normal size house. It's just America. So it's a little bigger than anyway, but he has, he and my brother have sleep app machines that you, they actually look like Darth Vader and and that, that, yeah, that helps them with our sleep. So, so that is three points to Daisy for that round, but we still have another full round and three more points. So honestly, this could still go either way. Kaylee, it is back to you. Okay. So uh, my third tip is be realistic and embrace insomnia if you have to. So the first part of my tip comes from an ancient proverb, don't wash your sieve. And by sieve, I mean one with tiny holes, tinier than a honeycomb. And by honeycomb, I don't mean like a comb. I mean like those lovely little things that the bees do. So don't wash your sieve in a bowl of dirty dishwater. It won't clean. It will just make the sieve worse. And then you won't be able to use the sieve anymore which is the perfect way to look at sleep deprivation insomnia, I think. Are you with me? You will be. Okay, so clearly this proverb is another way of saying don't panic when you can't sleep. Do your very best not to get worked up, breathe, do a sleep meditation, get out of bed, go to a new space, but really try and avoid getting stressed about not sleeping. The sieve is your mind. You want it to be filled with clean water, dreams flowing through you. You don't want it to be clogged with bits of spaghetti and basmati wild rice. Bits of spaghetti and rice representing our racing mind before bedtime. Making lists and contending with issues ignored in the day harps back to my original point in number one about letting ourselves just be. The brain is a hunter in these moments before sleep and it hunts for reasons to stay awake. We can't let the brain hunt when we need to rest because we need to repair ourselves. So be realistic. Don't play games with your body. Don't lie. I mean, yeah, lie down, but like don't tell porkies. Doctors say you have to go to bed at the same time every night, which is a very big expectation. I think it's rules like this that cause us stress. Time is a man-made construct after all. Rules make people panic, which activates the fight and flight hormones that jolt the body into hyperarousal. My mum famously says, I haven't slept, haven't slept every day. I haven't slept. How are you? I haven't slept. So famously, she's been saying it for 10 years. Technically, she holds the Guinness World Record for the woman who's been awake for the longest, but she's lying. She's not being realistic because she has slept. I've heard her snore. (laughs) Sometimes it's a sense of mind over matter. Is it helping my mum to say that? Of course, she's slept. Like, I, I think I've just repeated that bit. Yeah. She snores like a banshee, by the way. She goes, ooh, ooh. That's how she snores. It's really funny. And yeah, I won't embarrass her anymore. And then when I say, you were snoring, mum, she's like, I was breathing. I wasn't snoring. I don't snore. I breathe. I don't snore. I breathe. She maintains that. So there was a story about a Chinese football fan who died because he stayed up to watch the entire World Cup in 2014. 
obviously there was a big time difference. So he just stayed up and watched it all. And it's quite a sad story, obviously, like the sleep deprivation led to a stroke. So it was two things combined. But the longest that anyone has stayed awake for, it isn't my mum, it's a man called Tony Wright. Well, he claims to. He stayed awake for 11 whole days and he vlogged the whole thing, tried to watch the videos, but they've all been taken offline. So he did 11 days, was very famous in the papers, and then he went to sleep after the 11 days. And when he woke up, they found out that it wasn't actually 11 days, it was 11 and a half days, that was the world record. So he did all of that for nothing, and he was pretty gutted. He said he did, like, it was a social experiment, but he was very upset that he didn't hold the record. Um, it was a guy called Tomi Sony in Finland who actually stayed awake for 11 and a half days. But they both went through serious hallucinations in doing this, and also... They've taken away the title because it's unhealthy for you to have that title. They don't need yeah. people trying to get that. I'm the person who stayed awake the longest because it's so unhealthy for you. Whenever I'm awake and I can't, I'm so tired, but I have to stay awake because if I'm out on tour or something and you're like in the tour bus and drive and you're like, the thing, I, I've said some really strange things in that state between, and I say strange things anyway, but even more so in that state between tired sleep and not sleep. So I just don't see the point in playing games like that to your body. I think it's important to honor your body and not to push it to those massive 11 day extremes. So my second part of the top tip, embrace the insomnia if it happens, illuminates the great art that has come out of insomnia. Obviously I've already mentioned Jerry Hallowell. I won't sing it again, Daisy, don't worry. Um, her top hit, Scream If You Wanna Go Faster. But there are others. There are so many others. I'll just mention a few. So if it wasn't for insomnia, we wouldn't have great music like Faithless, I Can't Sleep, Insomnia. The Tokens, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. I'm So Tired by The Beatles. So if you can't sleep, don't panic. Many famous artists throughout the ages have embraced their insomnia by dedicating their sleep sufferings to creativity. And I myself, when I had insomnia, I couldn't sleep. So I used to do collages. This is when I first started doing collaging. And so it became this thing called Project Collage, which helped my mental health and then eventually helped me sleep. And now I collage in the daytime now because I don't have to do it at night. But it all became, it all came out of insomnia that that was born. Oh, cool. I just had some published in a magazine called 3AM, which is really exciting. There you go. Plug right there. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. Sure. So I'd like to start by referring to the ancient proverb, which is do wash your sieve in dirty dishwasher. What it means is if you don't have an option or other water, to wash it at all is a good effort. And if you were to do that in the modern world, you could then sell that sieve uh, to an antique shop because you could make it look all ancient. I think, yeah, you did say at the start there was a slight contradiction because you said you shouldn't let your brain hunt when it's for ideas, but then you said great art was made in insomnia. Although I would like to question some of that art. Like, for example, the Beatles, the actual full lyric is, I'm so tired, so tired of waiting, so tired of waiting for you. It's about a kind of unrequited love. It's not actually about going to sleep because not all songs are that literal. But there we go. It's wow, like... you are so sassy right now. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, the Spice Girls spice up your life. Kaylee actually got some paprika and just started spraying it around her house. And it turns out that is actually very metaphorical, Kaylee. I'm just really literal. <laughs> 
by far the silliest joke I've ever made. Um, hyper... I love that you said paprika. 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 <laughs> well, I was trying to be respectful to our American host, but clearly you're not. It um, is paprika. <laughs> hyper arousal is actually something that Kaylee said she had that time I stayed over at her house. So I don't want to talk about that because it's still a really painful memory. The impression of your mum snoring, I felt was like a dying goat, but actually beautiful. I would give you points for that. The guy that said he stayed awake for 11 days, what a pointless thing to do. Also, I just think he's lying. And also, watching that, I could just imagine it being jibber. It was weird when you said that you, when you hadn't slept, were saying even stranger things because I literally cannot comprehend that. Like my mind can't imagine how that's possible, Kaylee, but okay. And also, (laughs) I am sorry. I, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I, I hate your collages. So I wish that your insomnia had never brought them into the world. Because obviously the listeners have never seen them. And I know they're in a magazine, but they're terrible. They're an absolute personification of someone wasting their life. Damn. So <laughs> Damn, Daisy. That's not even true. I can't bring myself to keep. I'd like to That was the funniest that thing you've ever said. I love that. I love that. Honestly, I, got- I love that. So I'm going to do a collage review now. You wait for it. <laughs> Imagine it'll be mean. Mean collaging is the most middle class thing you could do. Okay, is that the end of your rebuttal, Daisy? Yeah, sorry, that's me. I'm done. Okay, great. I... <laughs> that was from me. Thanks, man. What is really interesting? We still have to hear Daisy's third top tip, but I love how Kaylee just loved Daisy's rebuttal. I've never seen such support. For rebut an argument rebuttal in my life, so possible extra point for you, Kaylee. Possible, oh. possible. I don't know for good sportswomanship. Anyway, okay, Daisy, it is your turn for your third top tip. Okay, my final top tip is to rejoice in the fact if you do have insomnia that you are not a sleepwalker. Now I know that (laughs) (laughs) it's difficult and you're not a sleepwalker, specifically a sleepwalking killer, because I think that I imagine insomnia is really difficult for some people, so I'm not belittling it, but I think sometimes you need that fresh perspective in life to just think, do you know what? As sleep kind of conditions go, it's not the worst one to have. So I'm going to tell you the story of Ken Park. So in Ken Park is a man. I noticed that in Kaylee's section, she liked to really clarify everything she said. (laughs) So it's lying as in lying down, not being dishonest. And so I'm going to do that in mine and say Ken Park is a man and not a park just for Kaylee in case she was getting (laughs) lost there. But in in 1987, Ken Park, in fact, killed his in-laws and bizarrely got completely away with it. So experts argued that he wasn't insane. So he didn't go to a psychiatric unit because actually it was and because he was asleep that he was not responsible. So apparently he nodded off during the night watching TV. And then in the middle of the night, he gets up and he drives to his in-laws 
He murders them both by basically bludgeoning them with a tire iron that he brought with him. And then he choked the other one. Uh, So he has six children. I'm not sure whether he remained married, but I suspect after brutally killing her parents, probably not. I imagine that would put a strain on things. He wasn't found guilty of the crime. So I suppose you have to believe that he really did sleepwalk because after all, it was experts that said that. He did have a history of sleepwalking and he did actually immediately turn himself in and go to this police station and say i think i've killed two people so that part i am sympathetic with because i feel like if you were going to plan to murder someone it's unlikely if it was with intent you would then immediately confess to it or draw the police's attention to it however he did have thirty thousand dollars worth or canadian dollars worth of gambling debt at the time, sorry, I should have said earlier, this took place in Canada. So he, they did think he would have had a motive. I find it strange that he was able to find like a weapon to take with him, drive his car and also kill two of them. You would have thought that the, the commotion from killing one person, especially through bludgeoning, would have maybe woke him. So I'm not entirely convinced. But they, there were six experts. They all concluded that he was asleep at the time. And I think, you know, there's a lot of crimes that you could argue diminished responsibility through drugs or alcohol, but they don't because I suppose you chose to take drugs or you chose to drink alcohol, whereas you could argue you don't choose to have a sleep disorder where you walk and then bludgeon people. So if we assume that he was entirely innocent and this was basically a bad dream, I think to wake up and know you did this horrific thing or be told that you did it, but actually, or even remember you did it, but actually you didn't really do it, would be a terrible thing to live with. So my final piece of survival advice is that whilst I think it's awful that you could have insomnia, I do think it's really important in life to sometimes go, this could be worse. And then I think that slightly diffuses the situation and that gives you a comfort that maybe you can cope with this because you've got to sometimes think, well, what if this was worse? Okay, so yes, it's bad that I can't get to sleep at night, but wouldn't it be worse if I slept, walked and bludgeoned my parents or my in-laws? So that's my final tip. Nice. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. Okay, so I want to tell you about, you know, when you were saying that if you have insomnia, you should be grateful that you're not a sleepwalker. And you gave the example of Ken Parks. Well, I am going to give an example of Sally Swing. I do have to say she's not a swing. She is a woman. Sally Swing uh, wasn't a sleepwalker. She had insomnia, but she was grateful. She was very grateful that she wasn't a sleepwalker to the point where it got arrogant. And she was walking around and she just was always making fun of people who slept walk and she would call them out. She even started a blog. It sort of became this awful thing like the pedophile hunters that's online. She was sort of doing that for sleepwalkers, really throwing it in their faces that it was, you know, that they they had the worst thing ever. And she would she would bring up Ken Parks quite a lot to them to the point where a big movement happened where a lot of sleepwalkers were getting very, very, very sad, depressed, lots of issues going on there to the point where Sally Parks was bludgeoned to death which is just the same as your point Daisy but the opposite so I just think that it's a bit of a it's nice it's nice to show gratitude but it's not fair to say that one thing is worse than the other and just use Mm. one case study because there's a lot of case studies for why insomnia has also done worse things and if you if you think about Snow White she is a famous um, sleep 
it didn't do her any good, did it? Sleeping I think Beauty. in the modern world, if a woman ended up living in a house of seven dwarfs, I'd have questions, but sure, go on. Yeah, I, was, I don't know why I brought them up, actually. I just panicked. <laughs> but can I... Molly, no. I know that I'm not no. allowed to ask, no. but I do have a really interesting thing no. to say. Okay, no. okay. once Kaylee is finished with her rebuttal, you can say it. Kaylee, are you done with your rebuttal? Well, I've lost my thread now. Um... But what you were saying what I, that it's unfair to make one thing worse than the other. I think so. I think so. And I think it's all relative. And I don't think that every sleepwalker I've had, I've been a sleepwalker. I once slept walked into my babysitter's bed. She slept in there with her boyfriend and I got in with them. Very awkward. I've got over that, but I don't want to feel like what I had was worse than anything else. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that's a good message. Okay. What were you gonna also, say? My baby, oh, also, I was gonna say, it, it wasn't now, like I don't have a babysitter now. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> it was when my mom and dad just got divorced, 11. Okay, okay, good. Just making sure you didn't like try to feign off the sexual exploration and just sleepwalking. Oh, oh yeah, no. Okay, Daisy, what were you going to say? Well, firstly, Kaylee, thank you so much. I am so grateful that that story about sleeping your babysitter's bed didn't become a tale of horrific childhood abuse because I know how you like to take these things really far. So really far south in our podcast and really kill the mood. So thank you for that being a relatively happy story, firstly. I actually, I just had, I thought your story is really interesting. And I had a relevant story that I would tell super quick because it is very interesting about a man named Harold Jeffries. So Harold Jeffries was actually a millionaire who lived in London in Chalk Farm. And Harold Jeffries had a psychological condition where he was I don't really know how to describe it but basically he took everything literally and he had a pathological need for the truth and if someone lied to him it would make him like a murderous level of angry so he actually he ended up being committed to a psychiatric unit because they he was like criminally insane but it all happened because he used to listen to a podcast, this is when it got too far, called How to Survive Your Day. And one of the women on the podcast, to make her point, because it was a sort of like debate podcast, she made her point by making up an entire story, an entire character. She didn't put in the hard work or do the research like the other teammates. She just decided to make things up to win because in a world where you can invent anything, you can make your point however you want. And anyway, Harold Jeffries, he tracked her down. She actually weirdly lived on a boat. He tracked her down. I think it's time to go now. You said it was a quick story, Daisy. Thank you. of Harold Jeffries now. Thank you. Okay. If you hear someone walking on your boat tonight, know that he's coming. I thought it was going to be a quick story, Daisy. I think we could see where it was going. What a heckle! <laughs> Imagine if someone did that yourself. Um, we can see where this is going. <laughs> I, I tried it. I've got very thick skin. Oh, I love it. I really actually loved both of these top tips because they're both actually really lovely, to be honest. Because Kaylee's basically saying, you know, be realistic, embrace the insomnia. Through my insomnia, I started making collages. And time is a man-made construct, might I add. Yeah, so I liked that. And also, but then I also like Daisy's like fresh perspective. You know, like, you know, at least you're not a murderer. She says that a lot, doesn't she, in the podcast? In each one, she always uses yeah, that as an excuse. Try to make it a catchphrase. <laughs> 
Yes. So I uh, so this is really hard because you both have really really good points. So I'm going to start with the rebuttal. I'm going to award the rebuttal first, and I'm going to give that the the one point for the rebuttal to Kaylee for saying that it's not fair to say that one thing is worse than the other because it is all relative. You know, it's 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 not good to compare ourselves. Everybody's situation is different. So that's that's why I'm going to do that. I think that's a fair rebuttal. And so if my rebuttal is winning, then surely then my top tip wins, right? No, not necessarily, because I look at them separately. I'm going to give shit. This is so hard. Why did I agree to be the judge? I'm going to give by a small margin. I'm going to give the two points to Kaylee. Yes! In the jungle of my jungle. Yeah, all about singing. Okay. Unfrigging believable. Very slim. The only reason I gave it to, so, I mean, honestly, Daisy, I loved your fresh perspective. I agree. The only, I gave it to Katie for a slim margin because time is a, is a man-made <laughs> construct. And, uh, you know, I liked, again, the, just embrace it. Good things can come out of bad things. So that means, bloop. It is a four to five score with Kaylee at five. So Kaylee is now up two to one overall. And Kaylee is our survivalist of the week. She's gone. She's long And Daisy has left, you, left the chat. But no, ladies, well done. I got to say, last week was super hard. I think last uh, we did, in case you're tuning in, homeschooling, homeschooling was our previous episode. And if you haven't watched that, listen to that episode listen to it after this one and that was super hard i thought you ladies that was really good you guys came up with a lot of research this one was really good like this one i had a harder time deciding because i think you both came with some really good arguments and really good rebuttals yes i don't i don't know if daisy but has left us if he had to win permanently but i will just end it with this uh insomnia is is a bitch it's not fun but if you just try to kind of look at some holistic remedies also kind of ignore any of what old wives tales are trying to tell you because they're not worth anything but counting sheep are and just embrace it if you have to maybe something good will come off it come come out of it and uh, have a fresh perspective i think you'll be all right this is how to survive your life i'm your host molly merwin if you want to follow us, please do. You can follow us on Twitter at how the number two survive pod, as well as Instagram. It's the same at how the number two survive pod. You can also follow us on Facebook at how to survive your life. If you don't like social media, we completely understand. And you can email us at how to survive your life pod at gmail.com. We are here every week and we are your comedy debate podcast. We thank you, be good to yourself, and we will see you, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Daisy's not saying anything. <laughs> thank you to Jazar for our theme music.